Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Welcome. I am so honored that in all podcast land, you pushed play on this podcast. And it is such a divine and beautiful and serendipitous um, experience that you're here. There's something here for you. And I don't really know what it is, to be honest with you. Um, I try to show up in these podcasts empty and have an idea um, of what is going to come through. Um, but at the same time, I just I just want to be the conduit. And I believe that that's what we all yearn for. I believe that we're all yearning for to be a conduit of purpose in the world. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what is purpose, what is living in purpose, and how do we attune to our purpose? How, how do we get there? Because it's our soul's yearning. Humans have, we're created already with this deep yearning to live in purpose. I felt this from the get-go when I was growing up. <clears throat> I had that, the void, right? The void in us the void in us that that I'm not enough, um, which is created in us. And, and it's everyone has it. Everyone deeply, most likely, unless you're completely whole and healed, which you are already, but you're here to do that process. You're here to remember that you're whole. You're here to heal different parts of you um, so that you can realize like what an amazing person you are. And so our purpose, I believe, is first created um, with the foundations of trauma, of belief systems that are limiting and that cause us pain and suffering. I really do because we are all, most of us, all raised by humans, suffering humans. <clears throat> Unless you have enlightened parents that have done all the work and you, know, you weren't as traumatized, and that's amazing. But most of us were. Most of us were... We were in that cycle, right? Our parents were suffered and are in pain and didn't believe they were enough. And their, and their parents taught that. And their parents and their parents. It's ancestral. It's this lineage of trauma that's passed down. And then we, we get taught that. And as we move into more conscious parenting and awakening, we realize as mothers and as humans, we don't want the next generation to have all this pain and to hold all of our suffering for us, right? Because that's what we want to do. We want to project it. And we don't really understand that that's what we're doing because we're operating in the subconscious. The subconscious runs our lives, 95% of our lives. You're 5% conscious. So we must attune to a deeper awareness of who we are and start to really see ourselves. Have you ever met someone that's exactly like their parent? Exactly. Like they respond, they walk the same way. Um, and you're, and then you're like, you're like, you're just like your dad. And they're like, no, I'm not. I am not like my dad. They can't see it. <laughs> they can't see it because it's their subconscious. There's our subconscious hides from our conscious mind. Yet it creates all of our patterns, all of our belief systems, and all of the software that we're running off of. And so when we talk about purpose, it's important to know that a lot of what we're creating in our lives that isn't aligned with our purpose isn't our fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you were traumatized when you were five or six. It's not your fault that you struggled when you were younger or that you're struggling now because we have believed systems and incorporated and integrated them into our lives that are faulty. They're like viruses. And so how, how do we like, how do we get out of that? How do we get out of that? Well, I think it's really important because to truly live in purpose and this is, you know, I'm not a purpose expert. I don't really know who is, but I'm all I can share is what I really truly feel, believe, and have experienced in my life as I align with my purpose is this. In order for us to truly become who we are, we have to have suffering. 
we have to move through big things in our lives that show us how resilient we are, that show us the duality of what is. And I want to visit this really quick because duality, we live in a world of duality. Hot, cold, black, white, good, bad, right? Calm, chaos, and then everything in between that. The polarities that are created in our lives are actually truly gifts. It's just like each side of the battery creates this electromagnetic field so that it can work. We must have both ends of the spectrum in order to truly understand one. So for example, um, how could you really know health if you weren't unhealthy? At the age of 28, I walked out of my doctor's office with seven prescriptions. I thought I was healthy, even though I had digestive issues, skin issues, um, my hair, my hair was falling out. I was, I don't even, I don't even know how many, I was such a fucking mess. And at the age of 28, that's where I was. And now I'm almost 44 and I've never felt healthier in my own body. I've never felt really as connected as I've ever felt. And at the same time, if I didn't have that experience at the age of 28 and my journey to where I am now, do you think I would ever appreciate my health as much as I do? No. You know, it's, it's, it's life offers us so many opportunities to truly understand what it is like to be human. And we don't come here to be happy. We don't come here to be happy. That's not our goal. And I think that's why we are so misguided in the world is that we're told, just be happy. I want, I just want my kids to be happy. But do you? Okay. So I'm going to read this poem to you because I think it really encapsulates this. And then we're going to move back into purpose because I promise I'll tie it all, all together. But I really want you to understand these ideas of duality and polarity and that the most beautiful transformations come through the pain. And unfortunately, that's what it is. If we didn't have pain, how could you know pleasure? Um, and so uh, this is the land of happy. I don't know if you, uh, do you know that where the sidewalk ends by Shel Silverstein? I'm like dating myself here, but this is like poems that I used to read when I was younger with my friends. And now I read them with the boys. And this is the land of happy. And I think it really... Uh, encapsulates what I'm trying to get across here. Have you been to the land of happy where everyone's happy all day, where they joke and they sing of the happiest things and everything's jolly and gay? There's no one in happy and happy. There's laughter and smiles galore. I've been to the land of happy. What a bore! What a bore. <laughs> happy. Just kidding. But can we just like understand that? I mean... Life isn't just about one side of the equation. We get to experience all of it. And I believe the magic is in the middle. And that's being neutral, right? Being neutral in our lives. And so I kind of look at ourselves as a magnet. You know, we might be charged on the positive side too much and not enough on the negative. We need that balance in our lives to truly get the whole spectrum. Now, how does this relate to purpose? So let's, let's bring it back here. I believe that already planted within us, even before we, we step earthside, is the deep desire to fully embody our unique gifts to be utilized in servitude of humanity. So deep within all of us, we have this yearning to express who we truly are, and that's the gifts, all the gifts and the things that we love, the things that drives our, our passion, our creativity, whatever that is, that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. And it's the soul's mission and the fire that burns and begs to be stoked by the reflection of a life immersed in purpose. So it's already in us and it's our mission, right? To, and and that's our desire for our life to reflect a life of us living in purpose. And think about this. What does that mean? Have you ever seen someone living in their purpose? 
where they're just so free in who they are and what they're meant to be. And, and you just feel this vibration of like, yes, hum, that's what I want. And you already have it. That's the thing. Wanting is always a sign of having. That's something that um, the author of, it's called uh, Carolyn Elliott, um, Existential Kink. Really good book. Um, if you want to dive into this whole concept of duality a little bit more. Um, but she talks about how wanting is a sign of having. And so there's evidence for you in your life if you want something that you already have it. It's there. You're just not seeing it. There's something that's keeping you blocked. Um, and it's always the subconscious, right? <laughs> I'm not to say the subconscious is our nemesis. Actually, the subconscious is, is beautiful. It does so much for us. You know, helps us walk, helps us to remember all of the day-to-day things like driving. Most of us are driving in our subconscious. You know, while our minds are tick, 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 stories and all the things, our subconscious is driving for us. If we didn't have it, we wouldn't be able to do all of the day-to-day things that we're, that we do. Um, and at the same time, it also holds all of our belief systems. And so what we need to do is what is our belief about purpose and our purpose? Um, and the thing is, is when, as we fully step into exactly who and what we are, which is, which is our mission in life, you guys, it's our mission to become who we are without shame or insecurity. What happens is we light up the world with our courage and then give other permission, others permission to do that as well. So as we step into our purpose and we start to attune to it, which we're going to talk about how we do that, we give up people permission to do that too. Okay. And this courage requires us to be different and escape the mold, right? Refuse. We have to refuse to fit into the box that humanity made up to imprison themselves in. This is really big. We have to be willing to be different. We have to be willing to think different. We have to be willing to react different, right? We have to be willing to step out of the patterns and the subconscious self-limiting beliefs that keep us stuck. And how do we do that? How do we really step into it? We're going to talk about that in a minute. Well, and, and, and first, let's just mention, we have to wake up and clearly see the programs we've downloaded, right? That create these patterns and loops in our lives that cause us deep suffering, right? They cause us deep suffering. I've really been looking at what it is that causes me deep, deep suffering. And one of them, my friends, I'm just going to be real honest here, is clean eating, it is, um, it's really challenging. It's not necessarily challenging in my life. I mean, I've, I went through a stage where I started to learn about all the things and then I became obsessed with it. And I had a hard time going to people's out to dinner, to parties, to other people's places for dinner, because I just did not want to eat anything that was not super clean. That is no way to live, my friends, no way to live. And I finally, like through time, like did a lot of work in that and have a lot more freedom now in my life. And I just bless my food, even though it's not perfect. But it's like, what are we doing most of the time? You can't be 100% perfect. That's, that's my perfectionism coming in. But my real suffering comes with my kids because I cannot control them. And they want the shitty food. They want the Slurpees. They want the Kit Kats. They want the Skittles, right? They want all of the things that I don't want them to have. They do. I mean, what kid doesn't want these things? Now, some children legit can't have them because there are physical and mental impacts. And my kids, anytime they have artificial colors, they're freaking cracked out. And that is why a big reason I do not have any of that in my house. But I can't control it when they're outside of my house. And now my kids are making money. My youngest, my oldest has started a business and it's like, I mean, it's real cute. It's a cute business, painting business. But anyway, and he's making money and he can spend his money on whatever he wants. And that's what he wants. He wants Starbucks drinks. He wants all the things that I don't like. And at the same time, I don't have any choice 
all right? I don't have a choice. I can sit there and resist and create suffering and, and you know, traumatize the relationship. Or I can just realize, like, I don't have... I don't have control. And so I'm just going to allow it to be, let it go, right? I'm still working on that. But that we have to understand where are the sticking points for us that are causing our suffering? What are we holding on to so tightly trying to control when we have no control at all? It's an illusion. So for me, that's been a lot of my, of, of, of getting back home to myself is realizing like what areas of my life am I causing the pain? Where, where am I creating? Because we are the creators of our life. Our relationships and the life that is reflected back to us is because of the choices and the patterns and the subconscious thoughts that we have about ourselves. Again, it's not our fault. It's just what were the hands were dealt. So we have to play the cards. And so we have to look at the programs. And my program was basically all food, all dirt. There's a lot of dirty food out there and all I want is clean food. All I want my kids is to eat clean food, right? That's, that's what I've programmed. That's what I want. That's what I want. But it's not fucking reality. It's not reality. I can't, I can't create that. I can't be, I can't have my kids eating, you know, salads and roasted chicken and broccoli sprouts and whatever it is, all the time. Like, they're going to want shitty food. That's just it. Now, I don't have to make those choices for me, right? All we can do is live the example. I've talked about that before. But my point is sharing this, is that when we wake up and clearly see the programs we've downloaded that create the patterns and loop in our lives that causes deep suffering, that's when we start to say, oh, I see now. I see that this is where I'm struggling and I'm going to tune to it. Now, most of us, what do we want to do? We want to distract ourselves. We go and we pour that glass of wine. Or we go take that, whatever you're taking. Whatever it is. Maybe it's shopping on Amazon, right? Whatever it is, we have to face it rather than numbing ourselves. Because the gold, the magic is in the discovering of what is not serving us. And being able to start to bring awareness around that and start to shift that in our lives. You know, what happens is these programs, what we start to see that these programs are not stable or can ever help us operate a life that creates the manifestation of living in our purpose. Don't we want to live in purpose? Don't we want to? Because the programs and our purpose simply don't match. What is purpose? It took me about 18 minutes to get there. But it's important because purpose isn't something where you're like, this is it. Purpose is like, you start to understand what it is when you ask the questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Right? And as we lift this veil of illusion and we find ourselves, right? We find who we are and we start to open up space to say, who am I? Why am I here? What is it? Right? Everyone asks these questions at least sometime in their life. And these are the questions all humans have asked before or will ask in their lifetime right? This great unknowing of what the fuck life is, why we're here. And a lot of people think they know, but really, does anyone really know? Because it's just a belief. It's their truth. It's not yours. It might not be mine. We all have our own different versions of truth. Thus, we can all have our own vision versions of what purpose is and what it means to us and how it can come about into our lives, how we can bring it forward. Because that's what we want to do. That's our soul's mission, remember? To bring forth purpose. What's happening is we are being called to reprogram by the suffering in our mind, okay? So the more suffering we have in our mind, what that is showing us is how we are not in attunement to our purpose, right? Because the suffering tells us we're thinking, we're not thinking right. 
we we're not we're not in love because that's who we are we are love love is everything love is what energy we're we're made out of and you can call that anything the divine matrix the ether you know whatever it is we are we must look at our suffering and our resistance and that is what is showing us what we need to pre-program. So for me, uh, we went to the movie theater and my son had his own money and he, the boy and my son bought him and his brother, Ryder, um, a Slurpee or slushy, whatever the fuck it is. And it's basically a $7, it's a cup for $7 with ice and artificial colors and uh, high fructose corn syrup. I mean, probably costs five cents to make. If you look at it, I mean, it's really a fucking brilliant business uh, model. Um, and then he bought some Sour Patch Kids. Now, you guys, I was struggling. <clears throat> and normally, I would shame them. Okay, I'm just being honest. I'd be like, oh, really? Do you know what's in that? Do you know what that does to your brain? Do you know your body's going to have to detox from that? You know what? I didn't say any of that. I felt it in my body. I felt it, and I, I stayed with it. And I told myself, I'm like, you're so safe. We're going we're gonna to actually have a podcast coming up pretty soon of Angela Ferrari and I talking about the cloak, which is going to be such an important tool in this work. So I want you to stay tuned for that. Okay, As we build this foundation, I'm hoping the cloak can really land in what I'm conveying here of like using this energetic transmutation tool to step into a new way of being. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to get out of that, that neurological pathway that keeps us in that same pattern, and we're trying to create a new one. And when we try to create something new and do something different, it takes a huge effort. It really creates, uh, it requires something from us. It takes something. That's why we must start to... Uh, Put in that effort. Oh, this is, I normally always do this and it always leads to this. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to stop and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to breathe. So the number one thing we can do, right? We become aware of what's causing our suffering. What are the beliefs that are causing our suffering, right? What are the things that we're holding on to that create suffering? Are we able to really look at that? And then when we have triggers, right, that kind of trigger that, energy pattern are we willing to take a deep breath are we willing to kind of tune back to our heart and come back or are we going to leave the body and do what we always do right and it's okay it's okay if you do what you always do i i get caught up in my patterns again this is not about perfection but if you are in a trigger and you take a deep breath maybe go put your feet on the earth before you respond Oh my goodness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Like celebrate that shit. That takes effort. And you're recreating a new way of being right in that moment. It doesn't take much, but it takes something. You know, what we're being called to do is to step out into the unknown and trust whatever it is that's running this thing we call life. God, the universe, source, Allah, Buddha, whatever you want to call your higher power, unless, you, unless you're atheist and you don't have one, that's fine. Maybe this podcast probably isn't for you. And at the same time, I totally love and appreciate your beliefs because that's what you believe. That's your truth. My truth is that there is something so divine running life, all of life, all the entire universe. And it's according to plan and not according to my plan, not my plan. Okay. So what this means in purpose is we have to be willing to have trust in this process, in the learning and unlearning of who we think we are, because that's what happens is we come into our life with our identity of who we are, of what we are, of all our neurological pathways, and we continue to create a life that we don't want. We have to come and we have to show up in our life and put that down and be willing to say, okay, I trust you, whoever, whatever you are, 
and I'm willing to be used. I'm willing to be used because what I'm doing is I'm, is I'm looking at my programs and now I'm going to repattern. I'm going to take a deep breath before I lose my shit. I'm going to go put my feet on the earth. I'm going to take a moment and feel my body and land in my body, right? Instead of following all the mental bullshit, stories and lies and illusions filled with fear, I'm going to come home to my body and I'm going to, I'm going to stay. Again, the cloak is what we would be attuning to here that's coming soon, so don't miss it just to give you a tool, but I want to set this foundation so you know these opportunities, you know when you need it. And the first thing you can always do is take a deep breath because that brings the mind back into the body. And the thing is, and we're going to talk more about this, is we the, we don't feel safe in our bodies when we're triggered. We feel like 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 a, a tiger or a lion or someone's coming to get us. Like we that's how we feel. That's the energetic upheaval in our bodies. And so, what's the most important thing is coming back to the bodies and remind the body you're so safe. There's no there's no bear here. There's no tiger. Like I literally hug myself and hold myself. And like sometimes I'll rock myself back and forth. Like I'm literally my own parent. And I just say, Becky, you're so safe. You're so safe. And we are so safe in these experiences. And when we feel safe, then we have the opportunity to create a new pattern. Right? It's just like working a muscle. If you've never lifted weights before and you go and try and lift some weights, you're not, you're, you're not going to be lifting heavy weights. You might not be doing a lot of reps, but you keep working that muscle day and day and day and day out, you, that muscle is going to become stronger. This is exactly with the mind. You have to begin, right? And I've talked a lot about meditation. And if you're not meditating, what is keeping you? What is it? What's your excuses? They're not good enough. They're not. Unless you just don't believe in it, and that's fine. Meditation isn't about reaching this bliss state. It's not about, it's about being with yourself. It's about coming to your mind and looking at the patterns and the thoughts. Because a lot of times we don't even know what's going on in there. How can we align to who we're meant to be if we can't, if we don't even know what the fuck's going on in our head? It's impossible. That's why it takes something to sit still. And most people say, I don't have time. Fuck that. That is seriously the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. I don't have time. You don't not have time for it. So what I want you to do is as we sink into, again, back to purpose. What does purpose mean to you? And I, I, I'm asking you not to search for the words, but what is the feeling behind it of living in your purpose? What's the texture Imagine yourself doing exactly what you're here to do. Even if you don't know what it is, maybe you do know. It's not about that, okay? Whatever it is, is perfect. But it's how do we attune to that frequency of purpose? For me, purpose is living wide open. It's being vulnerable, confident, and so secure in who I am that I can be fully me. And I can, because I still believe in this podcast and my writings, I hold back so much. There's so much more I want to share and so much more I want to do, but I hold myself back because I am insecure. I am scared about what you're going to think. And hopefully over time, that's going to shift and change. And, you know, that's my journey. I'm aware that I don't share some things because I, I do have shame. I do have that. And I do want you to think a certain way of me. And I'm being honest about that. Yet that right there holds us back. Right there it holds us back. Purpose to me feels soft and nurturing. It feels warm. It feels like I'm in alignment with who I am. And it feels so good to be in that spot because I know what it's not like to be in that. I know what it feels to not be in purpose. I know what it feels like to suffer and be miserable and cause other people suffering and not living in purpose. So living in purpose, right? It's again, the polarity, right? How can we know good unless we know bad, 
right? If we, everyone was just happy all the time, if everyone was living in purpose, that, I mean, what would that be like? Would it really be that interesting? And when most people you see living in their purpose, do they not have an amazing fucking story to tell? They have a hurry, hero's journey. We're all on our hero's journey. We have to be willing to recognize what it feels like to not be in purpose because that's our springboard. Are we willing to acknowledge the pain and suffering in our lives as the springboard that propels us into this understanding? Because and what it means to live in purpose, right? We we purpose and what I'm telling you now, it's not about what your purpose is. It's about being willing to open up space in your life for purpose to come in. And if you already know what it's like to not live in purpose, perfect. You are exactly where you sh- where you should be. And now is the perfect time to start opening up to it. Okay? And this is the thing. The faulty programs that we've downloaded are full of viruses and they keep us in this loop of consumerism, right? Fueled by the message that will never be enough unless we keep on striving for stuff, right? We That's the distraction. We have to step off that Ferris wheel, right? It's going over and over and over and it's like won't stop. You have to get off. You have to be willing to get off and say, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I'm going to repattern. I'm going to start to realize what is causing suffering in my life. I'm going to look at it head on and I'm going to create moments of space in those triggers and in the suffering. And I'm going to create space. I'm going to take some breaths and I'm going to remind myself that I'm safe in this experience. I also feel that purpose really brings up a huge mirror of comparison because sometimes us living in purpose doesn't look like what it looks like for other people. And I struggle with this a lot on Instagram. You know, I see people that I've watched for a long time and they have hundreds of thousands of followers now or we started out on the same place. And of course, they're, they're doing something different. They're a completely different person than I am. They have a completely different purpose than I am. They don't have the makeup and the experiences and the mission that I have. They have that too, but it's different. It's like... Um, I always use this example. It's comparing ourselves to others is like literally comparing to snowflakes. It's incomparable, period. So where does comparison show up for you? And I bet if you start to notice it, it'll keep you in the loop of not feeling enough and then you're not opening up to purpose, right? We've got to create space for our purpose to come in. We have to create space for our purpose to come in. You know, we are so deeply connected to everyone and everything. What looks through my eyes looks through yours. I like to think that God is having a Becky experience. God is having a you experience. And this process of, of, of coming into this third dimension is a process of learning and evolution and coming in to serve humanity. And we all have that in our hearts. Are we willing to step into it and create the space in our lives? Because it can't show up if you're doing the same thing. you got to mix it up. You've got to fucking... Light some fire under your ass and say, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to start to know my mind. Get to know yourself. Know thyself. Who are you? What makes you tick? What are the thoughts and the stories that keep you in the loop? And when we begin to meditate, that's what we first start to see. We start to see the the stories and then we start to become the witness to our mind. That's when, when we can really separate the mind from who we are, there's so much freedom in that because what we realize is we are not the thoughts that we think. We are the witness of them. The mind is just simply a a program and it is a beautiful tool, a beautiful tool. It helps us do so many things in the third dimension. 
yet it is the source of our, all of our suffering because it resists what is, because life should be this way. It should look like this. I should already be in my purpose right now. No, you shouldn't because you're not. So really, this is a becoming. When we move into purpose, it's a becoming of acceptance of where we are, the willingness to do something different, and the courage, right? For in the moment, for creating that new way of being. And in that space of moving towards a new way of being, we are opening ourselves up to that purpose. We can see clearly now because we don't have all the clutter. Like, for example, my, one of the things I love to do is podcast. Like, it brings me so much joy. Yet, I'll be honest, I sit down to try to podcast sometimes, I have nothing to fucking say. I don't even know if I'm going to publish this podcast by the end of it. <laughs> I've already erased three before. Because I... Because I'm stuck, right? I'm bringing in all my stuff. So I, I'm not saying that this is, you know, something that, that is, is easy. It's not. If everything was easy, what a bore. If everything was happy, what a bore. If everything was perfect, what a bore. Right? We have so much gold in our lives to transmute and to grow from and to propel us into who we're meant to be. And your story, exactly the way that it is written, is exactly the way it's supposed to be. And so we get to take all of that and we get to set it down. We get to know thyself, know our minds, see the patterns, what is creating our suffering. And then we get this opportunity to move into the time and space, the present moment, to create a new reality because that's where everything is created. And as the more that we tune into our hearts, the more that we tune in and open up and ask, I want to live in my purpose. God, use me, use me, show me. And I believe that the things that we love to do that make our hearts sing, that are, we're so interested in that we can't stop thinking about is, is, is the breadcrumb to our purpose. And a lot of times we're like, oh, well, that's singing and I want to be a singer. Maybe that's not necessarily your purpose is to be a rock star, right? But singing is the breadcrumb. And so you spend more time doing that. And a lot of people don't spend time doing what they love because they're distracted. Do you know how much mental energy it takes to keep up all the stories and the illusions and the programs that aren't necessarily working in our lives? A lot. So the more we unlearn, the more we come home, the less time we spend on social media, and the more time we spend tuning into ourselves, our mind, and our hearts, the more space we're going to create for our purpose. You know, living in the truth that resonates within our body that we reside in, right? So when we live in our truth and we live in our purpose, our body hums, right? Because it's tuned in to that, that, uh, that spiritual soul resignation. Um, I wasn't going to do this, but I am going to do it because I'm being called to do it. I um, kind of downloaded some things on purpose and I'm going to read a little bit of it because it was just something that was really flowing through. I was uh, after meditation and just asking God's spirit, like, what is purpose? What is that? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of it. <clears throat> kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. Okay. I'm going to do something I normally wouldn't do because it scares me, but I'm just going to be honest. And there's something in here for us. So let's discover that. I can't actually remember what I, what I wrote. So let's do this. Our soul is always looking to align with its purpose in the third dimension. And in the spiritual realm, your spirit, your soul, you are already, already aligned and attuned to your purpose. You're already there. So there's no separation between you and your purpose. And each person has a specific purpose and purposes, right, in this divine plan. Although you hold on tight to knowing purpose, one must come empty to truly connect with theirs. A curiosity 
and wonder can shape a beautiful lens to see purpose through. It is in what purpose isn't that lends us the full spectrum of what we seek to know. Again, polarity. Are you willing to know what it isn't? Are you willing to experience the duality of purpose? We can assume what purpose isn't based on our life experience, the mundane and the monotony of life, the feeling of wanting more and feeling unfulfilled on how we show up in life, wanting things to be different, not accepting reality and yearning for a deeper purpose. The lack of something, anything in our lives makes space and opportunity for an abundance of it. Hmm. What if it's already embedded into your life story, yet you can only read a few words or paragraphs at a time? So you have no clue how the real story unfolds and the importance of your struggle and just not knowing in this moment. What a better story than you as a five-year-old knowing and living your purpose with no struggle or something interesting to share. You do not seek an easy life. You do not seek an endless, happy existence. What you seek is growth, evolution, and experience of the becoming of who you are. Every dynamic of life must be experienced to know thyself and to truly step into your purpose. Hmm. Okay, so there's a couple things there. That's interesting. Okay, that wasn't too bad. I do feel a little insecure. So there would be a few things that I want to kind of um, expand on in this transmission. The first thing is what we talked about is you are the yearning, the yearning that we have, right? Is the void is created by that I'm not enough. And the yearning for purpose is almost counterbalanced by that. Like we don't feel like we're enough. And so if we step into our purpose, then we'll be enough. We believe that if we're in our purpose, we're enough, right? It's living in purpose and being enough is almost synonymous. Um, We also talk about having a, a lens of curiosity and wonder, right? Of being able to see life through curiosity and wonder rather than you know, having our strict rules around our lives all the time that limits us from really seeing what's there. So that's what we talked about earlier is we have to be willing to step out of our conditions, of our subconscious. And, and we do that trick through triggers. triggers. Triggers are the gateway. They're the opportunity. I hate to say that, but it's just the fucking truth. I don't like it as much as you do, but it just is. The, the triggers are the portals, the openings to us, our expansion, to doing something different. And we have to be willing in this lifetime to know what living, what it's like to not live in our purpose and what that feels like. And you might be like, okay, I'm there. I've done it. I'm, I'm with you. hundred percent, hundred percent. And as I step into this, I don't really know, is this podcast my only purpose? Is there more to it? I don't know, but I'm going to be curious and I'm going to wonder, and I'm going to also make space, right? And say, I already know that living this way is not in line with my purpose. So I'm going to, I'm going to let that go. I knew that drinking all the time was not in alignment with my purpose. (laughs) It was not. It made me a, a, a irritable human and I could never, ever, ever show up the way that I really could. And if I'm living in my purpose, I know that drinking isn't in alignment with that. And so I've had to give a lot of things up that aren't in alignment. And we have to be willing to do that. It can be friendships. It can be um, ways that we, maybe where we live, you know, you know, you know, whatever it is, it isn't in alignment. We also um, need to be willing to um, accept reality and and accept what is unfolding before us, right? And really look at our resistance to it because that in itself is keeping us out of alignment because we're wanting things to be different and it's not. And it's such a waste of fucking energy. But that, but that's how we're, that's our programs, our conditioning. So that's another thing. If we're struggling, we want our children to be different than they are. We tell them to stop, stop it, stop, stop it. Does that ever work? No, nope, never works. Never works for me at least. So I've created another approach is I hold space. They're doing what they're doing. It's irritating the fuck out of me. 
and I'm just breathing and I'm holding space because you know what? It's going to be over. I swear they're going to go to bed. Eventually they'll fall asleep and I'll be quiet. (laughs) So I felt when I was little or when my kids were little, um, eventually they go to bed. That was kind of like my thing. But now it's like they're always changing. So you know it's not going to always be this huge tantrum. Can you just hold space for that? Can you be so grounded in your body that you can you can be okay with your child having a tantrum, which is one of the most beautiful and healing things that the child can do is expressing that energy. We've been taught to hold it in, put it down, way down, way down, way down. And that energy is what's being triggered. That's what they're triggering is all that unprocessed energy. It's like, oh, here, this is a trigger. This is an opportunity to transmute. But we just push it back down. So we have to open to it and feel it. And know we're safe in that experience. I thought it was interesting too, the lack of something, anything in our lives makes space and opportunity for an abundance of it. And I think this is exactly what um, the author of Existential Kink, uh, I can't remember her name, but it's a great book, uh, Carolyn Elliott, Dr. Carolyn Elliott. She talks about that um, wanting is a sign of having. And a lot of times we don't really see that we already have the things that we want in our lives because we're looking through our filters and conditions of I'm not enough. So nothing's going to be enough. So that's something to play with. If you're like, I want purpose, you already have it. There's something so beautifully profound to discover there. And another thing that um, this transmission talked about is how we can only see a, from a very small perspective our life in the moment. And if we, were, if we were to truly go up and see the whole perspective of our life story, how it began and how it ended and all the impact and love ripples and serendipity um, and divine order and divine uh, plan that was unraveled, we would be celebrating like, yes, oh, what, what a beautiful life. What, wow, wow, right? That's what we would see. But we get stuck in the muck and the mundane and we only see a few words or a few paragraphs of our story and then we're just like, I don't get it, I'm confused. Well, good, you're not there, you're not supposed to get it. It's not for you to know. Your job is to transmute energy. Your job is to get your mind back in your body. Your job is to align with your purpose. And we do that by becoming clear and empty. And then we talk about how, what if you were five years old and you found your purpose and you lived your whole life for your purpose and it was, everything was grand and happy. What kind of story is that to tell? Oh yeah, I was five years old and I knew I was going to be a rock star and I had no struggles. It was great. Although if you're a rock star, anyone famous, you're going to have struggles, right? And we see that all over pop culture. Maybe that's a bad, bad example. Maybe an engineer, whatever, you know? No, the struggles and create an amazing story because we can then go and tell our hero's journey and, and we can enlighten and motivate and help other people who are struggling. Like the, it, that's the beauty of it. We're here to serve. Our stories serve others. We have to be willing to not deny our story and be willing to, you know, write our story, take control of it as much as we can, right? And we control our story by us, our experience, what we bring, our reactions, our responses, and the energy that we show up in. And we don't. We don't seek an easy life, just like Happy Land or whatever the, the, story, the poem was called. You know, if everything was happy, what a bore. So let's recap a little bit because I know this, I kind of felt a little all over. Um, I really want to bring it back. It, if we truly want to live in purpose and, and have more of that energy, right? Tune to it. We've got to create the space in our lives. And we create space by one meditation and stillness, sitting with ourselves looking at the thoughts and holding space and having grace for ourselves. Like we are the products of our family, of society, of the culture, of the things. We're the, we're the product of that. And then one day we wake up and we say, this isn't enough. I'm not happy. I'm miserable. I don't want to live this way anymore. And 
How beautiful is that? That's when we break free from the matrix. And it's not easy to break free from the matrix. If it was easy, what a bore. So we, so we start to listen to our stories and we start to say, I don't believe that story. Oh, I'm gonna create a new story. Oh, I'm having a trigger. This is where I'm really creating suffering in my life, around food, right? Around the house having to be needy, around my husband not being perfect, around my kids being assholes, right? That's my suffering. Well, we can transmute that by acceptance and by staying and holding space for all life experiences, creating a neutral view, a neutral lens. And as we come emptier and we're able to show up and have less stuff that we're carrying, the more we see, the more lessons, the more growth, the more evolution is revealed to us in our experiences. And it's so beautiful because happy land is boring. We come here for the struggle and we come here to rise up and become resilient. And we tune into our purpose and we bring our gifts and our, our love and our servitude to humanity. And then we get to tell others about it and help them on their journey. And it's just one big, beautiful love ripple. Okay. Whew. That was a lot. Um, thank you for listening. I hope somehow, some way you got something out of this. I'm not going to listen to this because I know I won't publish it. So I'm just going to publish it. I'm just going to do it because I have a lot of insecurity about it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right? Because that's, it needs to be done. I love you. Thank you for being with me. Again, I hope this served you and I can't wait to catch you on the next Hippie Moms podcast. Bye.